What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Gridiron Blitz Podcast, your weekly source for women's American football, insights, game recaps, and NFL News Weekly. Subscribe on Apple and iHeart. Welcome to Grand Iron Blitz, 388 in the house. Oscar Lopez is going to be here for the next two hours jam-packed. we got a great show today. Uh, excited to have former Detroit Lions team multimedia reporter and journalist Tori Petri coming in here in about 15 minutes as we talk NFL 2021, the state of the game in terms of the Detroit Lions, and what's up next for her in terms of her uh, future beyond Detroit. We're also going to dive into the international scene, news from Finland as the playoffs heat up there as the final semifinals are completed. Now we have Division One and Maple League set for the finals here on September 4th. So we're going to have Mar- uh, Mark Simone, a.k.a. Backseat Coach, coming in here in about an hour, and we're going to dive into the Sweden Week 2 m- matchups as well. Germany, DBL2. Uh, the week two recaps there. You also have NWFL right there at the hub. And we're going to dive into Queens Football League as it should kick off September 12th through the 28th, as it was announced by them. And then we're going to also be expecting uh, the Czech Republic plus Austria to kick off. So a lot of women's tackle football action happening overseas. Uh, we have no uh, yet notice whether WA will start in Gridiron uh, Australia at this point, tabs on that as well. So overall, La Fai in Mexico should kick off. As far as we're told, WFL in Mexico is also going to go ahead and have a season as they're having scrimmages now. So uh, all the news coming up here, and we're going to dive into the 2021 College Week 1 preview in Holly's Corner with the Hall of Famer Holly Custis of the WNFC Utah Falcons in about an hour or so. So stay tuned for that. Exciting show uh, today. We're going to dive into everything NFL as we get ready for the NFL season. And don't forget, you can sign up for Monkey Night Fight. Use the code NJF. And what a weekend. Uh, If you're into UFC 35 in Vegas, you can go right there. $5 free play up to $100 match. You can get uh, yourself set up for three times your money. So if you put in $30, you can make 90 If you put in $300, and I'm inclined to do more or less for the matchup of the UFC, there you go. You can win up to close to $900. So whatever you want to put in, $5 free play right there at Monkey Night Fight. Use the code NJF. You can also play PGA. Uh, you can play ML, MLB. And, of course, coming up here, the NFL. So check it out, monkeynightfight.com. Use the code N. JF and get started today. And if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, uh, we haven't spoken about it a long time, but our YouTube channel is pretty awesome. So subscribe to our YouTube channel for amazing shared videos of girls and women playing American football globally. 
Go check it out right there at youtube.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Uh, and don't forget to visit us at zazzle.com for cool T-shirts, leggings, and gifts. Use the daily codes and save big. If you're international, thank you again for everybody in Russia, UK, Finland, and, and Sweden for listening to us, and also in Australia. If you guys are international, you go right there to zazzle.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Go at the very bottom of the page. You will go down to the bottom of the page. There is an optional country tab. So you select your country tab right there, and you get a better better deals right there with your own currency, plus you get faster shipping also because it's coming out of the uh, closer area to your country. So custom fees are going to be less. Everything else is going to be less. So really appreciate everybody going to Zazzle.com at the No Joke Football Shop for the cool T-shirts, leggings, and gifts. And don't forget, go to uh, IG at No Joke Football. Go to Facebook at No Joke Football as well. So if you follow us uh, on the at the hub, you get the links right there as well. So um, don't forget, subscribe to us on right here on Blog Talk. Also subscribe to us on any other platform that's your favorite platform, including iHeart, the biggest platform, plus Spotify and Apple. And we're also on uh, globalwomensportsradio.com. You can just go there to the uh, podcast tab. You can find us right there. All right, so all the promo stuff out of the way. We are uh, excited uh, this weekend because a lot of action happening overseas. And in a little bit, we're going to dive into uh, the backseat coach at this point, too. But overall, what a great finish in Division One in uh, Finland as the um, Maleki bouncers do not make it. We thought for sure they were going to go and move on, but it did not happen. And so uh, it was just an opportunity right there for, uh, you know, to, for them to get from the up last year to this year and they could have done something with it, but they did not. But it's just an opportunity for them to get better for 2022. So overall, um, if we take a look at the uh, matchups that are coming in in terms of the Finland matchups on September 4th, uh, Turku will take on the Wolverines, the defending champions. Uh, Wolverine season started really rocky the beginning of the, uh, beginning of the season without Emma Yarn and Janika Nikander. They were over in Germany at the beginning of the season within like the first five so so many weeks. I'm sorry, first three four three weeks almost. Um, and then at the end here, the last couple weeks, the last two weeks of the season almost, they came back uh, because of circumstances there. And what a turnaround for Wolverines gold. They have just completely been a totally different team. Um, it is just a, a turnaround of turnarounds on def- on defense. Nikander making a big difference on offense. Yarn making a big difference. So they will get to defend their title. This will, If they go up against Turku, the best team in the Maple League this, this season, Leah Kozla and company, they have been great. So an opportunity for Wolverines to finish strong. They would be on a three-game winning streak if they finished and win the final. What an impressive run. Turku has been running all year. Very impressive. Can they maintain that momentum to the final against a very revitalized and energized uh, Helsinki Wolverines gold team? So it's going to be interesting to see that uh, and see what's going to happen there with the finish, the game there that's going to happen. So, um, like I said, the bouncers weren't able to take advantage in Division One, 
but uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into that when uh, Mark Simone, aka Backstreet Coach, comes in here in about an hour. Uh, the other action that was happening was overseas, and we're gonna dive into that as well. Um, there's an article right there at the Hub, Sonia Aces, first female referee in Mid Pen Conference by PenLife.com. Uh, there's a new team that has uh, been formed in Egypt, of all places, Egypt's first tackle football squad. It is now Jaguars. Uh, We're going to be keeping tabs on them for the progression and how they evolve into this huge uh, endeavor that is women's American football. And now we're going to have it over in the Middle East, which is really awesome to see as well. And you also had the excitement of the WFA announces that the Hall of Fame, the Canton Hall of Fame, will now be given a display for the WFA National Championship winners. They will have a display yearly of all the championship items or memorabilia that they can put in, in into the case, which would be more than likely Division One. So that was really awesome to hear from them in terms of, uh, you know, what they're going to do for the WFA in the next couple of seasons, given that they are the National Championship, the WFA National Championship is in Canton. That's going to be awesome. And so I, I hope that that's going to be the kind of a standard going forward because it really would help. It's really going to help the, w, uh, the WFA in a lot of ways in terms of uh, what, the, what the opportunity will be uh, for the future. Being in Canton, it gives an opportunity for maybe a Division II, Division III, you know, uh, player to also be enshrined on that day, not just the, uh, you know, the first player like we did with uh, – Allison Cahill of the Boston Renegades, but it's going to be an interesting thing to see going forward within the next uh, couple of years as the WFA National Championship is literally now uh, planted in Canton. So really exciting news to hear that they are committing to put a wing or a display or some sort of uh, thing that fans can dive into and be interested in as well and make them aware that uh, women do play American football at a high level and they also play it uh, nationally and globally at those, as well. So there's a lot of coaches, 16 coaches in the NFL this season, and you can go right there to the hub as well, and you can check out the, all this excitement that happened at the hub. Uh, so if you haven't uh, dived into the hub, go to facebook.com forward slash Gridiron Beauties. Get to, get to see the action right there from the British American Football Association. Uh, thanks to all the contributors, Jason Brown Photography uh, as well, Check out right there all the excitement that happened right there at in New England, in uh, the UK this past weekend. Jody Davis sports photography, as well as Bucks and Baffa photography. So all those exciting uh, moments that happened this past weekend in the NWFL UK scene. It's pretty awesome. You also get the uh, recap of the Northern Lights from Finland. That was a great matchup, including the final that's coming up here. They did finish strong, and so it is an opportunity right now. Uh, what an what a, a awesome finish, 35-6. to six. They were up 14-0 against uh, Loya Linus's. Um, shout out to our no-joke football athlete, uh, Ellie Mazzola, who obviously did not move on to the final, but her team played a, an amazing season this year, and she, they did really well. They just could not finish it uh, at this point. But Tampere Saints will face the Northern Lights in the Finland Division I final. 
It's an opportunity for both teams. Uh, Tampiri downgraded last year to this division, and the Northern Lights really would like to make a statement here so that they can maybe upgrade, get upgraded to Maple next season. Um, so just like Maleki uh, as well did this past season. So it's an interesting, but you can get the article right there at the hub, facebook.com forward slash Beauties. And we're going to go into the Monkey Night Fight huddle right now, and we're going to be talking to the talented and um, multi-talented media, former Detroit Lions uh, media reporter, and that's going to be the, the Tory Petri. Let's go into the huddle. Is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. All right, guys, don't forget to go to Monkey Night Fight, especially for the NFL season coming up here. Use the code NJF, a $5 free play up to $100 match. So don't forget MonkeyNightFight.com. And you go right there, NJF is your code. Let's bring in the talented Tori, Tori Petri of former Detroit Lions multimedia journalist and reporter. Tori, how's it going? Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. We're doing great. Thanks for making the time for us. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I love supporting women's football, and this was an awesome way to do that, so I was happy to. Sorry, uh, you've seen the evolution of the sport. You've played it for a couple seasons. Now uh, the WFA has the luxury of being in Canton for the next couple years at front and center in front of the big gorilla prior to the Hall of Fame, you know, induction ceremonies, which is usually a week before that. But it was a really great weekend to see them there. And then uh, the announcement this this past week that they're going to have uh, a display uh, put together annually to showcase some of the best talented women that play the sport here in the state. I love that so much. I mean, you know, when I first started playing in in 2014, you know, I would have never believed that. And it's been so cool to see how the game has grown and the respect that it's gotten nationally, especially uh, because of, a lot of these women who have gone from playing to coaching, I think that that has really been, uh, you know, the, the big transition has been uh, seeing these women go from playing in WFA to coaching in the NFL. And that, that has really put it front and center stage because that's national news, right? When, when a woman goes from, from playing to coaching and, you know, she's there in this male dominated field and people say, okay, what are her credentials? How did she get here? And then we start talking on ESPN, on Fox, about how, hey, she's played the game before. She she knows this. She knows it well. And then people start looking up, okay, what's the WFA? And I just love the attention that it's gotten because of those things. I think it's been exciting to see just the fact that the credibility is there. Uh, most of these you know, players from Lori Locust winning the Super Bowl to Kelly Branson to Jennifer King, uh, a lot of those players obviously put in the time in the WFA, but ultimately they've put in a time in other endeavors, you know, in college, college basketball, for example, for Jennifer King. And then uh, Lori Locust, you know, played in the semi-pro leagues and kind of got her uh, stuff started there. So they've put in the work. In other words, that's my point. They've, there's no you right. know, lack of effort to not be where they're at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're totally right. It's not like they, you know, just dabbled and then, 
got an opportunity just because it looked good on on a press release. That is not anywhere close to how these women got their opportunities. And, you know, you, you look back at their pedigree of, of playing and, you know, the, the experience that they have working for, you know, colleges in some situations and in other situations they coached other women, um, you know, in, in sports. They played the game and it's an awesome pedigree of, of experience that, that they have. And, you know, I, when I was first first starting, it was women like, you know, Jen Welter was, was big news my first year in the league, 2014, and that was the year that I started playing as well. Um, and, you know, you have Katie Sowers, like people who, you know, kind of made the name for women in sports and then the NFL kind of caught on and started having their women in, when women in football symposium um, right around the owners' meetings or the combine every year. And it really grew from there. And all these girls who thought, hey, this is something that I'm interested in, but I don't know how to get into it, the NFL kind of made that connection for them with that symposium and they were able to meet scouts and meet GMs and, you know, kind of be in that room. And, you know, the NFL opened up that room for, for women to kind of have a seat at the table. And once they were given a seat at the table, I mean, it exploded because it was clear that there were women who were very deserving of these roles. Um, They just needed to, to be seen. Tori, does it make it easier for you to, to get into the NFL or was it pre to this whole situation? I mean, how did your journey start to where you get from, you go from Florida to obviously to Detroit and try to make a name for yourself there and, and get acclimated with, like you said, you know, before on your send off, you know, try to get involved with Detroit and become a more of a environment there for you as a home, second home in other words from Florida. Yeah, I, you know, got the job in Michigan, and I didn't know a single person in Michigan. So I moved up there and, you know, had to start totally fresh. And, you know, it was a huge transition, and it was a lot of fun to be able to, you know, kind of make this make this role my own and, you know, craft it. But it was also scary at the same time. And I was talking about football and covering football and interviewing football players 24-7, essentially. And I wanted to be able to do that job to the absolute best of my ability. And so I started off by, you know, calling some college friends who, who played football and kind of asking them some of my questions, you know, questions where you're like, I'm not, I'm not sure how to talk about this or, or what to say, and I want to do it right, and I didn't want to do it well. So help me do that. And so, you know, I got a little bit of help from people that I knew, and then I wanted to take it to another level. And so I attended a coaching uh, clinic where basically college coaches come in and teach X's and O's to high school coaches or or whatever it may be. And I just kind of sat in the back of the room and took some notes, um, tried to be super inconspicuous, but I was literally the only woman at this entire coaching clinic and uh, someone approached me and he said, hey, do you play football? And I was like, no, I'm just here. I'm just learning. And uh, he's like, well, have you – that didn't face him whatsoever. He said, have you ever thought about playing? And I was like, no, not really. Um, and that was how I started playing women's football was, was through that coaching clinic. It was one of the coaches of the women's football team in Detroit, the Detroit Dark Angels, um, Coach Keith Thomas. And, uh, you know, he – basically got me signed up for it. He was the defensive backs coach at the time. Now he's the head coach. And, um, you know, the, re- the rest was history. And I played two seasons for them. I was a cornerback. And, 
you know, that, that truly helped me get so much better at my job as a reporter because I had played the game. Tari, that experience for you, was that just more for you to wanting to just uh, relate to the sport in itself? You know, you playing it, obviously you get game film, study time, drills, positioning, all that stuff. Was that uh, what your goal was, just to kind of relate to, to the actual players and what they go through at this point? I mean, I think that relating to the players was kind of a tangential uh, part of the experience, my goal was to be able to understand the X's and O's better. I wanted mm-hmm. to be able to understand exactly what each player's assignment was in cover two and in cover three um, and, and to know how that played out on the field. And that was the goal of playing. But then in in playing, I also learned, okay, this is kind of what you do for a game week. This is the game film that you study. Obviously, what I was doing it at was not not quite near the level that NFL players do it at. Um, so, you know, it, it was to a different degree. But even just the feeling of taking a hit, giving a hit, knowing what it feels like the day after a game and you know, how sore players' bodies are and, and what that takes to recover from an actual game, you know, that experience was super valuable as well. And I think it just also earned respect with the people that I was, was covering and the fans who were following me as well because they saw my dedication to want to be able to talk about it as best as I possibly could and, and to go to whatever lengths it would take to do that. And you've had a, a, a good success after that experience. You uh, basically grew this Detroit Lions, you know, fanfare in terms of the media aspect and Emmy-nominated, you know, pretty much host and anchor and reporter and writer. Um, so tell us a little bit about your accolades and what, what you're most proud of. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved getting to work in that role for seven years. It was so cool to just kind of be able to – making my own. Like I said, nobody had had that role before me. And so it was a blank slate and I got to be creative with it and add my own personality and my own flair. And, you know, one of the things I was most proud of, I actually had the idea for it while I was at that coaching clinic, uh, you know, where I ended up meeting the coach who got me to play football. I was at that coaching clinic and I had the idea of like, you know, why am I not talking about my opinions on the game you know uh, there I am interviewing Mm -hmm. people I'm asking other people for their opinions but why am I not being asked for my own opinion I'm going to make up a way for me to be able to do that and so I created something called Tori's Take and Mm -hmm. that was basically a segment that I did for seven years where every Monday after a game I would get on there and share my opinion share my thoughts on what went down what went wrong what went right And that was an avenue that didn't exist before. And so that's definitely something that I'm super proud of, being able to kind of uh, enterprise a way for a woman to have a voice on an opinion and not just be the role who asks the questions or who hosts the content. I was able to weigh in and give my thoughts as well uh, because I felt like my thoughts were just as valuable as, as our writers, as, you know, other other people who, who were weighing in who were men. Why wasn't I getting a seat at the table? So I just created one. And the Lions were kind enough to, you know, be on board with that and want me to do that. And that was awesome. Um, and then you mentioned the Emmy. That was 
a really exciting moment of 2020. I know it was a tough year for a lot of us, and that was a, a light, nice little bright spot um, was being able to win my first Emmy uh, with the Lions uh, for the work that I did as as their reporter. So that was, that was a fun fun memory that I will definitely cherish from my time with the Lions as well. And very deserving as well because, like you said, you, you built something from scratch, and the excitement in Detroit has been a downer for a lot of years in terms of the basketball scene, the baseball scene, and the, and the football, right? <laughs> it's like we haven't seen it since, like, what, Barry Sanders in, in a long time and then, you know, Calvin Johnson, right? And so there's just, just, just hasn't been success, in other words, in that, in that uh, realm of, of the world. Uh, and that North Division is very tough, especially with Green Bay now being successful for so long um what do you take away from all uh, the seven years in detroit and you know trying to build and trying to re- rebuild and put together something exciting and and getting the team back into a playoff mode yeah i mean i'm excited about where the team is headed um i think that it was clear last season that they kind of needed a reset kind of needed to reassess and and figure out a new way of doing things because they had been trying one way and it just wasn't getting them where they needed to go. Ultimately, you know, Jim Caldwell was fired in, you know, what was it? 20, 2018, I believe it was, um, you know, they let, parted ways with him because he was getting them to the playoffs, but couldn't get them quite over the hump of winning playoff games. The whole thing was nine and seven isn't good enough. Um, then they brought a new regime in, and they didn't get to nine and seven with the new regime. And so it was clear, okay, the goal of bringing the new regime in was to get us over the hump, and now we're not even at that point anymore. So we need to reassess again. Um, and so that's the point that they're at right now. They've brought in Dan Campbell, who was a former Lion. He has a lot of connections to Detroit, a lot of love for the city. Uh, he's got grit. He has that blue collar attitude that everybody loves to talk about in Detroit that represents the city. And, and so I'm excited about what they're building. I think uh, Brad Holmes is a really smart guy. I got to know him very briefly as well as Dan Campbell before um, I left Detroit. And, you know, I, I think that they have a lot of great ideas and, and, you know, have a really good vision of where they want to take this team. So it'll be interesting to see how things play out. I do think it'll take some time. Um, but I know the people of Detroit are, uh, really ready for some sports success in Detroit. It's been a little bit. I mean, it's not just the Lions. It's the Tigers. It's the Red Wings. It's the Pistons. Everybody's kind of been in a little bit of a, a rebuild, reset mode for a little bit here. Um, last time the Lions were in the playoffs was 2016. So I know Lions fans are hungry to get back to the playoffs and not just get back to the playoffs, but to win a playoff game. That would mean so much to the city. Um, you know, the Lions haven't won a playoff game since early 90s. So it's time. It's time. Um, I don't know that that will be this year because I do think it takes some time once you implement a new regime, new coach, new GM. But uh, I am excited to see where things go and how they build off this. Yeah, I, I think that it's going gonna, it's gonna to be definitely some time. Um, is, Tori, is Jared Goff the successor to Stafford? And, I, and you mentioned it in your uh, – if you follow Tori on IG at Sports Tori, she mentioned and, and put her two cents into the transition of quarterbacks switching from one place to the other. And I do agree with you. I think, in reality, Stafford does deserve to be in Los Angeles. I mean, he's very talented, kind of uh, held back in Detroit with whatever situations, you know, with transitions and changes and everything. So maybe 
uh, L.A. will be a fit for him. But what do you think of golf in the change from golf? Because I think Ram fans really got disappointed towards the last two years in terms of him not being as you know exciting as he was when he first came on the scene. Well, I think just like Stafford, you know, different scenarios, but they both needed a fresh start somewhere, and they're both getting mm-hmm. that. So uh, I think it's a really good position for both quarterbacks to be in. I mean, Stafford, you know, needed a, a place for him to have a fresh start that wasn't a, a total reset rebuild situation, which is what Detroit, you know, was inevitably going to be with, you know, changing regimes and everything like that. He's going to a place that's already established. And Jared Goff needed a fresh start and needed to get out of the situation that he was in in L.A. And so it was a really natural fit on both sides. And, you know, there, there's this quote from Jared Goff this week where he said, hey, why not us? Why, why couldn't we be in the playoffs? And absolutely, every quarterback should have that mindset. No quarterback should ever go into a season saying, hey, it's a rebuild year. I can just kind of wing it and, you know, go half effort, that kind of thing. No, no. If you are on the field, then you have to believe that this is your year. Why not us? And, of course, he should believe that. I think from a media perspective, it's okay for us to say, you know, okay, it might take a little bit of time. If they make it to the playoffs, awesome. You know, I I think that that would be so exciting for the city. And it's certainly possible. We've seen crazier things happen in the NFL. Um, But I do think that Jared Goff could be really good for this team. I think it really solved their quarterback situation in, in a big way. When you found out, okay, the Lions are looking to trade Matthew Stafford, what are they going to do? A lot of us thought, you know, they're going to trade him and just get some draft picks back and then draft somebody this year. And, you know, it'll definitely be a rebuild because rookies rarely are, you know, lighting the league up in their first season. So you figured, okay, you're going to draft a rookie who doesn't have a veteran quarterback to learn under and – expect them to you know become this amazing player so now you have somebody to come in and who can contribute at quarterback right away and not just play you know uh, and not be like a subpar backup plug-in but who is a starting quarterback in the league who has seen success who's been to a Super Bowl you know that that's important and so having Jared Goff come in and step in in that situation when you knew you were going to lose Matthew Stafford is clutch and I think because of the way that things played out because of Brad Holmes the GM's connections to the Rams I don't necessarily think that they view him as a stopgap uh, solution I think that they will draft a quarterback here soon and hopefully that quarterback can learn under Goff and eventually they'll develop somebody uh, but I don't think that this is just like a one-year solution for the Lions either. Tori you feel um, McVay is going to take advantage of all of Stafford's advantages because the the NFC West with the, you know, the Trey Lance and the Garoppolo situation in Frisco, you got uh, Seattle with the question mark there in terms of durability, in terms of their line. Um, you got Arizona, very talented, especially with uh, the additions that they made in the last two years. Um, do you feel like Stafford's going to be successful in other words? I sure hope so. I would love nothing more than to see Matthew Stafford go out there and light the league on fire. I mean, I never felt like he got the credit he deserved in Detroit. He's a fantastic player, even better person, and I would love to see him and his family have success this year. And I certainly think it's possible. I mean, the Rams have 
the pieces in place. They're not built for the long term, but they are built to win soon. And I'd love to see that for Stafford. I know that he's talked about wanting to be able to play in those big games when you have the ball in your hands in the fourth quarter and it matters. And I think he'll have the opportunity to be in some of those situations. And this is where we're going to see, you know, what Stafford is made of because these are the situations he's wanted to be in. And I think he's going to get a chance to be in them. And we're going to see whether he can, you know, carry, carry his team into, into those big game situations. Um, and I think that he will. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm a Ram fan, and I'm like rooting big time because when we got the when we, when I heard we got Matthew Stafford, you should have seen me. I was on <laughs> I was on ice cream and popcorn, and I was like, eat, just get it. My sure. wife was like, "What are you? What's wrong with you?" And I'm like, "We got Matthew Stafford. What do you mean? What's wrong with me?" <laughs> I'm like, he huge arm. He can sling it. Uh, we got receivers. We got Cooper Cup. We got everybody. You know, pretty much the the the, the nucleus is there. It just his addition just just excites, you know what I mean? It's just like to bring him in. I, we know he can make the throws. We know he can make those tough, you know, uh, cut throws and inside throws as well. So we've seen him do it all, you know, the whole tenure in Detroit. So to to plug him into a Rams offense, man, that just that just excited me big time. Um, Absolutely. Tori, what, and hey, what everybody talks. Every. Go ahead. I was just gonna say everybody talks about that sidearm no-look throw that Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes can do. But guess who was doing it before Patrick Mahomes was? Matthew Stafford. Oh, yeah. That's um, that's why I'm saying it's like it sort of just yeah. gets everybody excited, especially Ram fans. It was like, oh, you pick up Matthew Stafford for Goff. Even, we love Goff, but it was just like <laughs> Goff was not mobile enough. And I know, uh, you know, Matthew can get around and move around. And so it's very important, especially in the, in, in the NFC West, where it's just a little more defensive-minded and there's a lot more pressures there, especially with San Francisco upgrading their defense. Uh, hopefully we're going to be the same oh, yeah. with the changeover. You know, so there's just a lot more you know, uh, effort that has to be put in terms of the uh, offensive side of the ball to be competitive in that league uh, or that division, I mean. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, excited for you guys. You, you put out GIF, GIF, GIF for uh, Cam Newton before the, when the news came out, so uh, <laughs> very funny but also very accurate. So I don't know if, you know, everybody's, you know, everybody, media, Twitter, and, and everywhere else, uh, everybody goes bonkers and, you know, Belichick's a, a rude guy for cutting it or whatever. I'm like, it's business. The guy has done that many of times. Uh, the pressure may be Mac Jones now. Mac, Mac Jones should be rethinking, it. oh, crap. <laughs> Can't be <really> gone. <laughs> Hey, that's what these guys get in the NFL for. They want to be starting quarterbacks. They want to have the ball in their hands when it matters. You know, some of them handle it better than others do, but ultimately they all, you know, want to be in that situation. And so this is exciting for Mac Jones. I'm I'm very interested to see how it goes. I mean, if you had told me on draft night that Mac Jones would be the starter in uh, New England, but – Justin Fields wouldn't be the starter in Chicago on week one. I would have been really? a little surprised, but here we are. <laughs> um, so we'll see how this goes. Uh, but, you know, excited for the guy. It'll be interesting to see, you know, what the Patriots uh, do with Mac Jones. Um, you know, I'm also equally interested to see where Cam Newton ends up and uh, if he's able to find himself a starting role or if he is going to back up someone uh, this year. So that, that will be just as fascinating to watch as well. 
Well, maybe he'll end up in Houston with all that debacle in, in the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, that's possible. Plug him in, giving them all the – given that's happening in Houston. Um, yeah, no, but I, I think in general uh, the North besides Green Bay and – Everybody's always had a quarterback shuffle in that in that division in the north. There's like, my my wife's a Bear fan and she cannot comprehend why they can't find a, a reliable quarterback to save their <laughs> lives. You know they they got running backs, they got <laughs> they could never. I mean, she goes back to Jim McMahon and she's like, I'm I'm through with this. It's like through with this. It's like there's just uh, so much change. In other words, with between the Vikings and Vikings, a little bit more stable in terms of quarterback. And then, obviously, you got to throw in Chicago with just, you know, Trubisky, I don't know what happened there, but everybody thought he was going to be the savior for a while and maybe make something out of it. Yeah. It never happened. Yeah, unfortunately. I remember on draft night still when the mm-hmm. Bears traded up to get Trubisky. I was sitting across from uh, the girl who ran social media for the Bears, and that happened, and we all just kind of looked at each other, and we're like, what? And she had to spring into action. And, you know, it was just craziness. Draft night is always craziness. But that was definitely a shocking trade when that happened. Um, and, you know, the, the Mitchell Trubisky experience or experiment did not work out in Chicago. Um, but I am interested to see how Justin Fields does. I think he can be really good. Um, I'm a little surprised that he isn't starting. But I think he will at some point this season. We'll, we'll see. Um, but – you know, the the real thing to look out for this year in the NFC North is Green Bay because, uh, you know, hell hath no fury like Aaron Rodgers scorned. And uh, Aaron Rodgers thrives off of, you know, proving people wrong. And he feels like he's been wronged by the Packers. And I think that's very dangerous for everyone else in the NFC North because this is essentially a contract year for him. And he's going to be wanting to show the Packers what they're missing out on uh, by not giving him what he wants. And uh, he's going to be playing for, for another team to, to step up and, uh, you know, treat him how he feels he should be treated. So I think we, uh, everyone in the NFC North should beware of uh, Aaron Rodgers this year. I think you're pointing out that it's Superman with laser beams <laughs> week one. <laughs> I think yeah. he'll come out yeah. pretty much, like you said, going to prove make a point, make a point why is he still the best, you know, best quarterback in that, in the division uh-huh. and maybe top two best quarterback in the NFL. So um, who do you, who do you think will go? I know it's too early to think about, but who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? You think Brady and company go back at this point? Oh man. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't be shocked because you look at, you look at the, Bucks and they brought back just about everybody. Everybody who was mm-hmm. a key player is back with them for another year. And, you know, when you have Brady at the helm looking at you with seven rings on and he says, hey, let's go get another one, you know, that that has to light a fire in you. So, you know, I, I am interested to see how the Bucks do this year. I think that they uh, – I think they can be really good. Um, but, you know, I, I – who knows when you're at this stage in the season? It really is just so wild. Anything can happen. Um, but I am very excited for Sundays to have football again. I was just thinking about it this last Sunday. I was like, okay, after this Sunday, only one more. 
and we have football mm-hmm. every Sunday for the next like six months, and I'm thrilled. I can't wait. It'll be really fun to to experience it uh, from from the fan side this year. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Um, I know it's gonna be Rams and Chiefs. Just so so you know, that's my prediction. Rams and all Chiefs right, right. for the Super Bowl. So uh, Stafford <laughs> and winning it against Mahomes, that would be awesome. I think that would be a great story to finish off and put put a ring on his finger, you know what I mean? That kind of deal. That would be a feel-good story down. for him. I'm, I'm on board. Rams, Rams to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I think it's I think it's doable. Uh, I You know, we have some, some issues on defense. I think the secondary and for the – Primarily secondary, I think, is my worry. But overall, I think offensively we've upgraded really well. So we could be in the mix in, in that regard. Um, Tori, so uh, all the fans, uh, I dived into a lot of fans that, that love you out there on IG and especially on, on social media. Uh, where are you headed is the, the great million-dollar question. <laughs> Well, uh, right now I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. I moved down here um, from Detroit. This puts me a little bit closer to family. Everybody knows I'm from Florida, so uh, this is a a city that's a little closer to family for me. My mom's family is from North Carolina, Um, and, you know, I've I've always loved the city of Charlotte, and it's fun to be able to live here now. And as for uh, what I'm doing next, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. It was just time to kind of jump out there and kind of not know entirely what would be next and, you know, just take a leap of faith and, and say, hey, we're going to try something new. Um, so so that's kind of the stage of life that I'm in. So stay tuned. All right. Well, I mean, it, we're all excited to see what you're going to do next. So everybody knows, <laughs> you know, especially when you leave us hanging, like, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm going to have a great time. And being a being a fan for a season, that – Sort of, it's kind of nice too, in a way. And then, especially now with all this pandemic stuff, kind of alleviating a little bit, we're able to go to the games and stuff like that. So that also kind of helps uh, versus 2020, where we're completely just locked down for for you know for everything mostly. Exactly. I definitely plan on being in the stands this season. All right. So, Tori, thank you for uh, making the time. I hope uh, I, if I didn't ask you anything that any other questions, I mean, you can dive in at this point. But I thought those were kind of the majority of the questions so excited for the nfl we are totally excited to find out what your next uh, adventure is going to be and where you're going to end up and then you know detroit kind of you have to be excited if you're detroit it's a brand new beginning and uh, hopefully you know it's going to pan out they got uh deandre swift which i i did draft uh this week on my fantasy <laughs> nice, so I'm thinking nice. he's going to do really well like with it. golf in that sense um but I, I overall i mean somebody you know, on the on the draft board, it's like Swift, and I'm like, just get out of my face, all right? I'm good. 900 yards <laughs> last year, should be able to get a thousand or more with golf. You know, right there with them. And then I did, I did take, uh, uh, is it Huckinson? I think his name. Yeah, TJ. I did take Huckinson yep, as a backup to Kittle. So we'll see, see if it pans out for me in terms of fantasy. That's, but that's a good tight end room there on your fantasy team. I like oh, it. Oh yeah, I like it. It was on the board. I'm not gonna refuse that. I was like. And they're like, well, you're going to take Kittle? He might get injured. I'm like, I don't care. I'll just take Kittle and then take TJ and we'll figure it out. And then you know how it goes during the yeah, season, right? Yeah, you're right? set. Like, you're you you're set tight end. I love it. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you're playing fantasy, but that's normally what we try to do is kind of like go through the whole season with that type of mentality, which is reality versus 
you know, rooting <laughs> for your team or not rooting for your team. That's usually the that's usually the intangible. Right. I will be playing fantasy this year. I have not had my fantasy draft yet, so I don't know who's going to be on my team. But uh, it will be interesting because when I was working in the NFL, I somehow had such a hard time remembering to set my roster every week because you're just so consumed in the game week. Everything's so busy and, you know, you're in your busiest season of work. Um, So I was never good at fantasy football uh, when I was working in the NFL. So we'll see if I'm any better at it now that I'm not wrapped up in game weeks. All right. Uh, Tori, do you think your dad gets into the hall finally? Put him into the hall? My dad? Yeah, your dad. Was he up for the hall? I think I was reading something. Um, well, a lot of people think that uh, Dan Petrie, the Tigers pitcher, is my dad, but that's not my dad. Um, I have no relation to Dan Petrie. My really? dad. Uh, I, I knew yeah. that was uh, not not the case because somebody sent me a note saying, "Ask her about Dan Petrie," and I'm like, "I don't think that's her dad." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "But they I'll ask her." They were probably messing with you. Good thing we have they clarified that. They were probably messing that. with you because yeah, because they were. Uh, a lot of people think that that's the case, and um, a lot of people think that's how I ended up in Detroit. But um, I actually knew oh, nobody in Detroit funny. and had no connections there. And uh, a lot of times, like, I'll get that question of, like, hey, you know, what's, uh, you know, how did you get your job? Like, it must have been because your dad is Dan Petrie. And my actual dad, whose name is Greg, uh, would uh, <laughs> wow. get a little upset because he's like, no, that's not her dad. I'm her dad. That's my daughter. <laughs> Um, but well, it's just a funny awkward. thing that we like to laugh at. <laughs> wow. Well, at least you have the last. At least the last name is relevant, right? At least the last name was somewhat relevant in the city, I guess. If you want to exactly. Go that so route. hey, if it gave me a little bit of credit, if people yeah. thought, oh hey, she knows Detroit sports. Her name's Petri Petri, something like that. Like hey, we'll we'll give her the time of day. Maybe it earned me a little bit of street cred in the beginning, at least. Yeah. All right, well, we clarified that. So, obviously, that's not your dad. So, your dad's name is Greg. So, that's cool. Yeah. So, we figured that out. So, uh, thanks for the fans <laughs> of submitting that and kind of putting a punk on me there. That, that's nice. Thanks, everybody. Um, that's but funny. But overall, yeah, Tori, uh, what, what an exciting time. Great career, seven years in Detroit. Uh, just, you know, a, a great a pleasure to watch you week to week. And I know Lions fans feel the same way. And the reason I wanted to bring you on is because you're creating such a buzz on your exit. And I'm like, we got to bring her on. And then DDA was in the playoffs <laughs> in a row. These girls were really wanting to win the championship. And uh, it's been heartache for, for two years in a row for the Dark Angels. But uh, I know they're going to turn it around. And hopefully next year's, you know, three years, the, the third charm, as they say, hopefully they'll, they'll rebound. So, uh, but overall, exactly. great, I'm so uh, proud of them. I'm proud of them just. And I'm proud of him for just, you know, making it to the national championship. I mean, when, when I was playing, we were, we were so far from that happening and they have just become an incredible team coached by incredible people. I love them. They will always be family to me. I just went out to one of their practices this season uh, to say hi to everybody and catch up a little bit. Um, I'm so grateful for everything that, that DDA gave me, and I am rooting for them to, to win that national championship eventually. 
All right. So, Tori, thank you again for making the time. I know you're busy and all, and uh, wish you well on your new endeavor, your new opportunities. I know we'll we'll be uh, keeping tabs on you on IG on terms of how it unfolds for the rest of us. But uh, NFL season coming up really strong here in another week. And, and uh, like I said, I'm, I'm on board the Stafford train, so should be a good ride. I love it. I'm excited to see how it plays out. Thank you so much for having me on. Appreciate it. Thank you again. Safe travels. Uh, be safe with this COVID stuff and uh, look forward to another chat in the future, but uh, have a great night. Thank you so much. You too. All right, guys. Uh, Tori Petri of the former Detroit uh, Lions uh, team reporter and multimedia uh, journalist as well. What an amazing uh, career for her. Seven years in Detroit, kind of the face of the Lions in terms of the podcast doing and creating the podcast, the One Pride podcast, and then also kind of bringing together Detroit fanfare to the Lions. Uh, what an exciting time for her to be a part of that whole journey, ups and downs, and a uh, lot of memories for her there as well. And to her point, WFA, former WFA alumni right there with the Detroit Dark Angels. So shout out to the DDA, as she said. Um, they're just an, an amazing program there. Coach Thomas as well, give her, uh, he gives, she gives her credit for that. And so it's going to be pretty awesome. We'll see where she ends up or where she comes up. I know, she, you know she's got a bright future, um, very talented. Somebody will give her another opportunity, and she's going to surprise us at some point. So if you don't follow her, go to the IG page. Uh, that's where you can keep tabs and get uh, excited about where she, her next moves are going to be. So uh, follow her on IG. Most everybody's on IG now for the most part. You can also follow her on Twitter as well at Sports Tori, uh, at Sports Story on IG. So thanks to Tori Petri for coming in, giving us a lowdown on the NFL, uh, insights on changeover, and um, on her career as well. So really, really awesome. And um, as well as clarifying that Dan Petrie is not her dad. It's uh, Greg Petrie. So uh, Mr. Petrie, apologize for that. Getting punked here on, on the air. But uh, great opportunity for her uh and we're looking forward to her new endeavor so don't forget to follow her at sports tory on ig all right guys so if you haven't got a monkey knife fight uh i don't know what you're doing but go to monkey knife fight ufc fight coming up this weekend uh get into it njf is your code five dollar free play get right in there more or less get the matchups details right there if you haven't done mlb on monkey knife fight go ahead and try it pretty cool also, the NFL season's coming up. More or less is really awesome if you have intuition for a player to gain so many yards, so many passes, so many completions, etc. More or less is your prop format. So check it out. $5 free play. Go to monkeyknifefight.com for and use the code NJF. Don't forget to subscribe to our Apple podcast and on any of your favorite platforms, iHeart or Spotify. You can catch everything that happened last week and the week before and four weeks from now awesome interviews so check it out right there at the apple podcast get the link right there apple podcast or you can go on any of your favorite platforms on iheart spotify and don't forget we're on globalwomensportsradio.com go to the uh, tab page for the podcast and you get to listen to it on your dime and whenever you like it don't forget to follow us on twitter at gridiron beauty and you get the link right there at the hub as well for the latest updates on women's american football and everything that's happening in the sport from the best network on the planet. That is us at facebook.com 
four slash gridiron beauties. All right, guys. So we've got a couple minutes here before the backseat coach comes in, but we're totally stoked to introduce to you Holly's Corner, and we're going to dive into college football week one. She's going to give us, your in, she's going to give us the insights in terms of what's happening this week. So let's uh, go to the Holly's Corner with the Hall of Famer, WFC Utah Falcons, all-star defensive superstar, our own Holly Custis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Holly's Corner. I'm currently coaching youth football in the fall, so I'll be sending in these segments recorded for the next couple of months. This week, we'll focus on college football as it's week one. Here are some key matchups to watch out for. Number four, Ohio State at Minnesota. C.J. Stroud got named the starting Ohio State quarterback, beating out a talented quarterback room. Ohio State probably has the most athletic receiving core in the country, if you listen to the national media. This opening conference road test against Minnesota will be key to starting their season off right if they want to make another run. Number 10, North Carolina at Virginia Tech. North Carolina seems to be a dark horse contender in preseason breakdowns. Sam Howell might be a Heisman candidate down the line. Points were not a problem last year for this team, but consistency was. Can they make a statement early on the road at Virginia Tech? Number 19, Penn State at number 12, Wisconsin. This is a Big Ten opening game that will pay dividends to the winner down the line. Wisconsin got off to a great start last year, but COVID wrecked their season. They're surely anxious to ride the momentum they had. If Penn State can steal a win here, it will shoot them up the charts. Number one, Alabama, and number 14, Miami. This is a huge game. Obviously, Alabama has had an insane run the last 10 to 15 years. Highly recruited and dynamic Bryce Young gets his opportunity to take over the reins of quarterback. Can he show the leadership needed to get a, a win on the road? Uh, in addition to that, Miami is going to be fired up for this game. De'Aaron King is a fun player to watch. If he wants a Heisman run, this will be the prime time opportunity to make a statement. If Miami takes this game, the rankings will be flipped upside down. Number 17, Indiana at number 18, Iowa. Indiana had a great season last year and would love nothing more than take that into 2021. Michael Penix Jr. is excited to maybe create some of the same magic that he had last year into this season. This road test early against a physical Iowa team will be a fun matchup to watch. Number five, Georgia, and number three, Clemson. Also a huge game. If Georgia wins here, it gets them back in line to compete with Alabama and Knox, Pesky, Clemson down a peg at the same time. JT Daniels broke out last year and will be looking to build on that. Clemson looks to replace a huge chunk of their offense from last year, but brings in the talent to do it. Number 16, LSU at UCLA. LSU is looking to rebound from a terribly disappointing 2020. UCLA is trying to become relevant again and had a solid win last week against Hawaii. If UCLA can even keep this game close, it will be a huge confidence booster for Chip Kelly's team. All right, guys, that was Holly's Corner. Uh, What a uh, rundown for the college Week one uh, matchups, they're coming up here. Go to the hub. We're going to get the lowdown, everything right there, the 2021 College Week 1 preview. Um, you got preview from uh, FCS as well, from the uh, Football College Series as well, and you also have the NCAA. And then the alliance creation that we talked about a couple weeks ago, also going to be interesting to keep tabs on that. So Holly's Corner every week uh, going forward until she makes her live return uh, in a couple months here. We're going to get the insights in terms of college football uh, via Holly's Corner. So thanks, Holly, for that. Appreciate that. We're going to go into the uh, 
bringing in the backseat coach here in a couple minutes. We're going to be talking everything international news as it is an exciting moment right now. As we wind down in Finland, we're going to be diving into Sweden for the next couple weeks, then Germany for DBL2, and then we're going to be going to uh, in September, the month of September, the Netherlands with the Queen's Football League, uh, Austria as well. Uh, we're going to be diving into La Faye in Mexico. So a lot of excitement in terms of the women's game and everything that's happening in the game right there at the hub from the best network on the planet, and that is us. So you go right there and get the lowdown every week of what's happening in the sport, including interesting articles and stories of women's American football that is basically fed to us from all the various network partners that we have. Um, so you can go right there as well. Uh, get the lowdown right now from the Week 2 AFBD Double uh, uh, L 2 uh, Action van, uh, Vampires routed the Boston Miners 35-0. to zero. One game was canceled. Uh, I believe the canceled game was Colonel Rhinos, I think, against uh, – was it Rhinos? I, I think one of the games was canceled. I will have to verify that. But the other games were still uh, implemented. That was uh, the 35-0, Anchin against uh, Bochum Miners. And then we're looking at uh, this coming weekend, Marchen Gladbach uh, against Molsham Shamrocks. And then Bochum will take on SG Palladian. Um, that's going to be coming up this week. So we'll keep tabs on it. Uh, thanks to our network partner at AFBD Ladies Football as well as NRW football, NRW football from uh, Germany. And you get check it, check it out right there. The recap for the minors against Action Women right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash Korean Beauties. We also have the recap for the Northern Lights in Finland at northernlights.fi. So get the recap there in terms of translation, as I've kind of mentioned to everybody on our page. In terms of translations, uh, you will have, you'll have to use Google uh, most of the time, and you'll have to be crafty about tr- uh, translating some of the international uh, sentences into English. So uh, let's go into the international news as we are going to bring in right here the backseat coach, a.k.a. Mark Simone. The worst. Expect greatness. Expect greatness. From our preparation, the way we form, to the way we stand. And we have the backseat coach, Mark Simone, in the house. Mark, how's it going? It's going really well. How are you, Oscar? I am excited. I just finished talking to Tori Petri. Awesome time with her. Talking about Lions football, talking about my Rams and Stafford to Los Angeles, and then just anticipating where she'll end up. Uh, so we'll have to keep tabs on her on IG as she's left us in anticipation Absolutely. for what she's going to come up with. Well, absolutely. She's, um, you know, got a head full of NFL knowledge, and um, I have no doubt that, uh, you know, she'll be putting it to good use very soon. All right, Mark, uh, we kind of knew how it was going to end up. We just didn't anticipate that the Wolverines would make this final rush run to defend their title. Pretty interesting. Like I said, 
big difference bringing in Emma Yarn and Janika Nikander, and here we are, gold to the final to defend the title. Absolutely. You know, a month ago, it seemed like it was a pretty long shot for Helsinki to have the opportunity to uh, to defend their title and, and go for their fifth, is that right, fifth consecutive title um, in the Maple yeah, League. they're running for five, yep. So, yeah, Turku and McKelly, they were on top of the heap. But, um, you know, two weeks ago, um, we saw we saw the Wolverines upset McKelly uh, 27 to six pretty decisively two weeks ago, and uh, I, I think that really opened up my eyes. And um, uh, I, you know, I could see that you know they had a chance then to uh, to make this final because they would be facing the bouncers again. And as it turned out, it was a, it was a closer game this time. Um, but uh, the Wolverines, they pulled it off. They pulled off a, a pretty great comeback victory in this game against the Bouncers. Uh, the Bouncers jumped ahead 14-6 to uh, at the end of the first quarter. Uh, after a, a scoreless second quarter, uh, Helsinki came out of the locker room, scored on two straight possessions um, to basically put the game away. Uh, they jumped out ahead. They they dominated um, the time of possession in that game. Uh, that was really the big story. Um, well, there there are a couple of threads going through this game. Um, Helsinki uh, controlled the ball. Um, they held the ball for 30 minutes of that game, uh, giving McKelly only 18 minutes with the ball. And now McKelly is a not just I wouldn't say just a run first team. They're basically a run only team. And when you only have 18 minutes in a full game to work with and you don't pass the ball very well, it's going to be hard to, to win that game. So, I mean, that was really great uh, game plan by the Wolverines. Uh, they definitely got had a leg up by being able to pass the ball downfield. Um, you know, Pia Kosinen threw for 108 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, so she was a standout player for, for Helsinki. Um, and for the bouncers, Amelia Kempe was a beast. She rushed for 150 yard, uh, 55 yards and, and two touchdowns. But, but in the end, it was, it was that passing game and the time of possession that uh, gave the Wolverines the berth now into the Maple League final. Yeah, and, and, and you've got to just, you know, we, we even would have to throw in what uh, Tiki Kusinen's uh, run game, which is always on on, on point, and like I said, the difference is really that you got Emma Yarn coming back, and you had uh, Nick Kander on defense leading that defense as well. So it's just something you can't stop. To your point, if you're if you're not going to be able to at least balance attack against them, the opportunity was not there to, for that win. But they did put up a fight. We we have to give the bouncers credit. They did put up a fight, uh, and uh, well, hats off to uh, Wolverine Gold because they're uh, looking to their fifth championship. And this is, this is, uh, Mark, this is the Boston Renegades of the WFA. This is, this, this is the top team in this, in this, uh, in, in, in basically in division, in the division, uh, I mean, uh, Maple League, in other words. Yeah, and, you know, they're going to be facing a tough fight in the, uh, in the championship game, too. Um, 
Uh, I think one thing that Boston Renegades love, of course, is is competition. And I think uh, the Helsinki Wolverines are going to get some competition here from the Turku Trojans. Uh, they went 6-0. and They won the regular season, and that's what gave them a berth into uh, the championship game. And I think this is going to be a really fantastic and intriguing matchup. I, I really believe that this is going to be a dogfight. It is going to be one of those things where uh, Helsinki looking for their fifth championship to basically crown themselves dominant dynasty in, in, this, uh, in this league. And Turku has an opportunity to completely uh, you know, crush that and break it apart. And, I, uh, I mean, uh, who doesn't want to do that? Uh, Leah Kozlin and company, I'm pretty sure they're, they're no strangers to the fact that, you know, the Wolverines did get two, two veteran weapons back at a crucial time. Maybe this is going to be the difference for Helsinki retaining and uh, defending their title. It, it certainly could, could be. I mean, I, I, we've seen it in the last couple games the Wolverines have played. Um, it it gives the, their coaching staff the ability to make those halftime adjustments, right? Um, you know, the bouncers basically got shut down in the second half of, of the semifinal. When you have the players who can execute uh, those halftime adjustments, it, it's a it, it's a big advantage. Oh yeah, for sure. And like I said, then they're veteran players, Mark. They're multi-time champions. They're not just one. They haven't like they haven't won a championship. They know how to win championships. So we know Emma Yarn, uh, Pia, and uh, Titty right there. They're they're gonna they're gonna they're ready. They're gonna come ready. They know this. This is a big prize. They don't want to give up that distinction of not winning at all and and crowning themselves, you know, a dy- more than a dynasty at this point. Just a, a staple in Finnish women's uh, American football. Absolutely, and we know that the Trojans are are gunning for them. They they want to knock them off that pedestal, um, especially you know after um, you know their most successful season uh, probably ever, going undefeated in the regular season. They want it. This is going to be a fantastic a matchup. This is going to be great. Uh, Row two plus, we'll probably get the coverage. We'll also get our network partners involved. Probably going to be a YouTube coverage for the full game stream. So really exciting. September 4th, the Maple League Women's Championship 2021. It is the Helsinki Wolverine Gold defending their championship against the undefeated Turku Trojans. What a clash right there. Uh, Division One, Mark, Northern Lights, pretty much all season, pretty very consistent. No different against Loyal Linuses. Linuses, much improved from a year ago. Uh, they just couldn't get it done. 35-6, uh, to six, um, the Lights. Northern Lights uh, put their put their uh, birth into the finals. Yeah, I mean, this was I think expected uh, given the strength of of um, play that the Northern Lights have shown uh, throughout the season. Of course, uh, in these Division One semifinals, the matchups are from um, uh, two different blocks, so that there are two teams who hadn't faced each other during the regular season. So in that, in that instance, you, you're never quite sure what you're going to get. And, you know, I'm, of course, hinting to the other matchup we're going to talk about in a couple of minutes here. But um, um, the Northern Lights definitely took care of their business against the Lionesses. Uh, they uh, were pretty dominant 
throughout the game. They they controlled the game basically from start to finish. Um, um, and their running a game was just um, just couldn't be stopped by the lionesses. Uh, so so that's that's what the Northern Lights uh, game is all about: just controlling the ball on the ground, uh, scoring those touchdowns, and then you know letting their defense uh, mop it up. It was a great, exciting uh, matchup. Uh, I think Lo- uh, Loyal Lionesses really impressive season. From a, from a year ago to this year, they really put up a great uh, opportunity, finished second in the one block, and obviously they got the opportunity to face the number one, like you said, challenger in the other block, which they hadn't faced all season. So they come a little bit, you know, unknown to them at this point. Uh, Tampiri, uh, Mark, last year they were in Maple, could not compete and could not be very good. And, uh, they, I, I believe they got to, uh, the f- I think, the final, if I'm correct, and then they got downgraded to uh, this d- Division One, So here they are, once, uh, once again, an opportunity for them to kind of showcase uh, they can, you know, go into the final against the uh, Northern, Northern Lights. Uh, Amelia Ratty and company, they, they need to understand this is a big, big-time match. I don't think Olu is uh, not set to win. I think they're ready to win. They, they, they have been, you know, this is their moment. And I really think that that's it, where Tampiri – uh, you know, they, they have had success. Can they, it's going to be a big, tough battle. Uh, to me, it's going to be a, a big challenge for them. Oh, yeah. It's definitely an uphill battle, um, you know, because they've already faced the Northern Lights uh, twice during the regular season, uh, being in the same block. Um, but they have improved over time. Uh, when the two faced off in July, um, uh, the Saints lost by 20 points. Uh, but when they rematched in August, uh, the difference was 13 points. So at least there's some improvement. Now, can they can they really turn the corner and um, get this big upset um, in the champion in the Division One final? Um, I think the odds are slim. But hey, you've got to give credit to uh, Tam Perry because they were not the favorite going into the semifinal against the Kotka Eagles. The Eagles were on top of um, the number one block, and um, assume, you know were the presumed um, winner of that game. But uh, Tampiri came out, and they really just stomped them, fifty-three to fourteen. So, uh, as I was saying before, uh, when you have teams from different blocks who don't face each other all season, you don't know what you're going to get when they do match up in the semifinal. So. Uh, this was kind of surprised to see uh, Tampiri, um, not you know, not just win the game, but like really pretty much destroy uh, the Eagles. So maybe they that, had momentum going me, into. When I saw that score, I was like, "What?" I was expecting, you know, Coda to really put a number on them, and to my surprise, oh my God! I was like, Tampiri really showed up. They really want this, uh, given their loss against uh, Wolverine goal last year in uh, Maple, uh, I think they're fired up. They, they don't want to, they don't want to have that result again. And they probably realize we're one step closer to, to the finals. We got to get back to the finals and, and what a, what a, a performance by them. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm, they're hoping that they can ride that momentum into the final and, and might give them 
that little extra edge to uh to um you know take it to the northern lights and and maybe take the division one final mark uh this disappointing would be for coda i mean they they played so well all season and all of a sudden here they just somehow they just could not muster offensively anything to keep up with uh the saints or either we're looking at i think on the stat sheet it looks like the, the Saints' defense really did a number on them. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I'm sure they're disappointed. There, there's, you know, no no doubt about that. Um, I, you know, I guess there's not much to say, but it's back to the old drawing board, and you know, we got to set your sights on 2020 now. All right, so we got Saints Olu in Division One final. Uh, I'm going to go with the Northern Lights. And uh, if you, if Tampere is listening to me, they're probably going, okay, this guy's a fool because we're going to win it. But anyways, Olu, I think, has been very impressive. Uh, they've Offensively, they're really good. Defensively, they've maintained a real good stout defense, um, you know, where Tampere has been up and down. And so I, I really think this is the, the Northern Lights year in Division One. I. I agree. You know, I think the Northern Lights have, have shown that they um, they can handle Tampere and I also expect them to walk away with the victory. All right, so I am taking uh, Wolverine Gold. Sorry, Leah. Uh, I really think they're up for for the challenge now. They're revitalized. They're uh, revamped. Um, two veteran players on each side on offense and defense. Uh, I know they're. You know, I know Trojans are undefeated, but uh, I, I really think I got to put my money on the champs. I think for fun, you know, just to be a sporting person, I'm going to take Turku. I will roll with the Trojans and say they finished the season undefeated 7-0. and All right, so you're in the renegade mode because that would be the Trojans. <laughs> the <laughs> renegade mode. All right, so you're going with Trojans. I'm going with the, the like I said, I'm going with the, the champs. I really think they're revitalized and re-energized, and uh, I don't think they're going to they're gonna have a letdown in the final. So it, it will be Turku's moment, right? It has to be Turku's moment. And it's it probably, probably going to be a battle. Oh, yes. All right. So you guys, if you haven't gone to the hub, Mark, nope. I don't know what to say anymore. Go to the hub and you would have already realized everything we're talking about at the hub. It was right there front and center a couple of days ago. So, Go to the hub, facebook.com forward slash friend. Get the lowdown on everything that's happening from the best network on the planet, including the best network in terms of people that love this sport. Feed us news, information, articles, videos, links, everything. We really appreciate everybody doing that because we are passionate and we love women's American football. So best place to go right there at the hub at facebook.com forward slash grand beauties. All right. Uh, Mark, and DBL2 in Germany – uh, there was, I, I believe, three games that were played, and one of them I, I don't believe was played at all. So I'm kind of like, from my notes, I think it was Rhinos and SDCT, but I did get a score from somebody that says it was 18-6 to six Rhinos. So I'm assuming that's a valid score. But then it was Atchin, yes. Atchin Vampires taking on Bacha Miners 35-0. to zero. That was the other result that we had on there. So um that's right I yeah I yeah I got the same score for the Rhinos um 18 to 6 um and that was the first 
uh, game those two teams uh, played uh, so far. And as you say, uh, the Auckland Vampires um, were 35 nothing over the Bochum Miners. So Auchin is now the first team there in Germany, Division Two, to um, go 2-0. and So although it's quite early, they're making a statement. They've put up 95 points to their opponent's six. So they look like the team to beat right now. Oh, the other the other game I was meant I meant to say was uh, Mancham, the Banditas uh, against the Trier Stampers, uh, twenty to zero. So there was three games. So I, was on my, I just double checking my notes. So three games in DBL two, Anchet taking down Botcham, uh, Mancham, uh, Banditas uh, taking down Trier, twenty to zero, and then the Rhinos hurts uh, hurts uh, Rhinos eighteen to six over uh, Carlsheim, uh, Tubingen. So, uh, so yes, uh, Anchin really making a, a kind of a, a staple for for being the best team in this shortened season in 2021. Yeah, good for them. And um, um, next week, you know, there are a, a few more teams who will be playing their first game uh, games of the season. Uh, the Airford Indigos. Uh, pardon my pronunciation while I butcher this. Was it Algo Comets? Um, yes, Algo Comets. So those teams will um, be playing their first games next week. So we're really just getting started in Germany, uh, which is pretty exciting. Um, there are three games on the slate next week, and um, uh, it, it's looking like uh, the Vampires are, are the team to beat so far. Um, we're just now's the time to get to the hub. All right, because this football season is just just starting. All right, um, so there's going to be a lot more information. Get to the hub, bub. That's what I'm saying. It's like Nate Ward. Where, what are you doing? What kind of Kool Aid are you not drinking? Get to the hub. All right. Um, the week next week coming up is the tw- the uh, 11th and 12th in DBL two. That was uh, Munching Gladbach uh, against Molstrom, and then it's going to be Bostrom against. Uh, SG Paladin. So we'll keep tabs on that. We'll we'll get you updated on at the hub and hopefully we'll get some information from uh, NRW football as well from some of the articles there as well. So uh, exciting week uh coming up here in Germany. And uh shout out to the ancient uh vampires starting off the season is really really awesome. We are going to be in September Mark coming September Queens Football League of the Netherlands big slate September 12th through November 28th, we are going to be in the, in the Netherlands week to week. It's pretty awesome. And this, is, this league has grown big time from six to almost uh, the amount of teams it's got on, going on right now. And this is going to be exciting. And then we are in the Czech Republic. And you know, you know you're know, you a Renegades fan. If you're in Czech Republic, you're a Brno Amazon fan because they, they have just killed it. And ever since the inception of the league, they are the team to beat. Nice. So they are the, the best team in the Czech Republic, uh, Brno Amazons, and then they're going to kick off. So you can go right there to the hub. Austria, we're going to be in Austria, Dacia Vikings as well. Uh, all, the, all the action in Austria as well, starting in September. La Fai in Mexico, uh, we, we were just uh, given notice uh, last week. La Fai in Mexico will have a season 
And so hopefully uh, it will be a shortened season probably, but it will, they will also have a season. Uh, FX Mexico will not. Lexfa is uh, tentatively uh, thinking to have a season, depending on what happens with COVID guidelines and restrictions. Uh, no official word whether they'll have a season or not, but uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity there. And Great Iron Australia we talked about last week, probably not going to have a season. If any, any uh, section of Australia would be West, Western Australia that will have a season. So we'll see if WA even, you know, gets a season going. And then we're still in Europe, of course, with the uh, UK NW, uh, NWFL. And what a weekend in NWFL, Mark. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, Jody Davies and uh, Mr. Brown Photography out there for giving us the still photos of the action that happened in the UK a great, awesome at the uh, events this past weekend, and uh, we didn't get to see it on, uh, you know, on a on a feed of any sort. But we did get to see uh, uh, the action fed to us from those two amazing photographers uh, of the Southwest Conference. Yeah, that's great. I mean, another reason to um, to go to the hub because um, you know sometimes sometimes you know there's there's just no way to watch a game. There's no uh, live feed and um, you know, reports from uh, fans or uh, photographers um, with whom you have many connections uh, with photographers around the globe, really. Um, you get to, you get to, you know, see some of this action through the photography. And you know what? That's, that's, better, that's better than nothing and not knowing anything. So, um, you know, get to the hub. Um, you can follow the games and, and you can see some great photography uh, by world-class photographers. Yeah, and I want to give credit, Jody Davis, uh, sport photography, uh, courtesy of Bucks and Baffa photography, and then the talented, uh, I believe, uh, James Brown photography as well. So shout out to them if they're listening to us. Thank you for supplying and uh, capturing a moment in women's American football action in the United Kingdom. So really, really appreciate that. And that was the uh, Southwest Conference, and it was uh, Portsmouth Dreadnoughts, Sandswell Steelers, and the Cardiff Valkyries. Unfortunately, Mark, uh, one matchup got played. The other uh, matchup, because of injuries and because of constraints, two teams were put together and more of a scrimmage. So I don't know what the standings are going to look like at this point, but we'll figure that out, or the NWFL will figure that out uh, when we check back in a couple of days and see where the standings are. But Portsmouth did win their game uh, on, on that weekend and uh, they're probably uh, in good standing at this point. So we'll keep tabs on the NWFL as we go. And then 7-on-7 uh, seven seven action right there in the U.K., uh, they're thinking of moving to 9 hopefully in next season or the next uh, the two seasons from now. So we'll see if they upgrade to 9 Obviously, everybody's goal, Mark, is to go to 11-11 at some point. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's a good way to do it, um, to start off um, – with the capacity that, that you can handle as a, as a league, as, as teams, um, for uh, players who might be new to the game, you know, especially outside of the United States or Canada, uh, where American football's, you know, maybe not been uh, as widespread uh, as in, you know, our own nation. So um, really great job uh, by BASA and the uh, National Women's Football League of, you know, just teaching the game uh, to their to their capacity, and it would be great to to watch them grow to nine nine on nine next year. Um, hopefully, that'll happen, and then eventually eleven on eleven. They're certainly building 
um, you know, a uh, they're building a program there that's that's uh, they can be very very proud of. They've they've got lots of teams now. They've they've got you know five conferences uh, with with three or four teams each. So um, it's it's really great. I'm quite excited. Um, um, Scotland uh, has had a delayed start, so their northern conference over there is is slated to begin. Um, and they go to September 11th in a couple weeks from now. Uh, so that's very exciting um, to watch the growth of the game and, um, you know, uh, just watch the continued growth of the game there in England. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, it, it's been kind of a rough season, but the way they've done it has been very smart. You know, by having round robins, um, mm-hmm. not every team plays every week. I think it's all very sensible. So, so they're really setting some good examples, I, I, I think, of, of sort of how to um, continue, continue their growth despite some of the challenges that are, have been, um, you know, posed by the pandemic. Change in leadership there understands it. Uh, they understand the goal. Uh, they want to be relevant in the Euro scene, especially with Sweden and Finland in terms of the IFAF scene. They really want to make sure Great Britain stays at, at a level where they're competitive in that region. And I think this is a way to do it. I mean, they go seven on seven at some point. Uh, they all have to go to 11, so it's a transition for them. But they've done pretty well internationally anyways uh, in terms of the IFAB scene. And I think they have the coaching staff and everybody on the men's side also supporting them. And I think that makes a big difference when it comes time to field the, the, uh, the national team to an international stage. And do we know when that's going to be, when um, international competitions are going to begin again, Oscar? Um, I I reached out to Richard McLean uh, to see if he can come to the podcast and give us an update on terms of the definite date in 2022. Uh, my understanding was supposed to be in the summer of 2022. So uh, there's no, as far as I know, there's nothing official on the IFAB website in terms of the dates. But uh, we are going to have a, basically a 2022 World Championship in Finland. That has been already decided. We just don't know what weekend in Finland, you know, the weekend for it. For it. Uh, so I did reach out to Richard this past weekend. Uh, I know he's a busy guy and everything. So hopefully we'll get him in maybe in the middle of September, and then we can kind of pick his brain in terms of, you know, the state of the game, in terms of the flag women's scene, and obviously the tackle side as well. Yeah, that would be great, man. I hope that happens. Yeah, he should be coming on. He's usually very accommodating. Um, unfortunately, he's got other endeavors in Canada, and he's always a busy guy too. And it's, it, running IFAB is obviously a big endeavor, especially now with uh, you know doing all the stuff with the on the world scene, especially with the men's and everything. As everything gets going again for him, it, it really becomes this huge monster that you got to coordinate. So I applaud him and his, uh, his you know all the staff and everything that helps him out because it's. It's going to be a huge endeavor uh, if and when this pandemic sort of frees up again. Uh, they're going to be everywhere pretty much, and not just on the women's side, but the men's side too. That's right. All right. Uh, so if you guys haven't gone to Monkey Knife Fight, I don't know what you're waiting for. Sign up, $5 free play, up to $100 match. Use code NJF. Get ready for college contests, which arrive this week on Monkey Knife Fight. You can also go to Monkey Knife Fight get live coverage, Get tips, insights on Major League Baseball, college football, and this weekend, UFC in Vegas. 
Plus, every Friday you can play a 25000 home run blast prize pool on Friday, so check it out. Plus, a full season of NFL previews on the blog and on YouTube, courtesy of Monkey Knife Fight. So go ahead and subscribe. Go there, YouTube. Go to the blog. And then also, if you're inclined, go to the hub right there, Great Iron Beauties. You get the link right there for the Monkey Knife Fight. Link it up. Use the code NJF. Get started. Some restrictions apply in Canada and the U.S., uh, but go right there, sign up. NJF is your code. All right, Mark. Um, let's go to Sweden because Sweden, uh, Karlstad, what a shocker in week one as Orobro really, uh, I wouldn't say did a number, but really shocked in terms of the women's scene. Week one, they take down the champs. What a, what a big win for uh, the Black Knights. Yeah, I mean, that's a huge win because the Crusaders were coming off at, you know, a 50-0 stomping of the jean uh Spartans. Uh, so they came out with a statement, uh, but the Black Knights just, you know, what can I say? They just, they just turned around and beat, beat the reigning champs, 21-18. Uh, I, I, I wish I could uh, watch this game. Um, it, it looks like it was just a, a, a tough fight. But what, you know, what, a, what a great victory um, for the Black Knights. They're sitting on top of the division now. Uh, at one and zero, it's early, but um, you know they get the Spartans next week. That looks like that might be a victory for them. Um, so for last, sorry, night. I give it, Mark. I got to give credit, John Kopi. Great preview, just not a great performance. <laughs> great promo, <laughs> right? Just didn't come out to be. Uh, didn't come out as, as as good as the promo hype. <laughs> so uh, shout out to the Spartans, but uh, they get the Black Knights. And uh, the Black Knights would love nothing better to go to go two and zero, and stay one step ahead of the uh, Carlsbad Crusaders. Right. I mean that's I mean that's such a big thing when you when you think just down the line uh, through the season, like to have that advantage, uh, you know, when it comes to the playoff picture, home field advantage, all that stuff. What a big win. Um, Mark John Kopi, you think that was a like a gut check for them? <laughs> Welcome back <laughs> to uh, the Super Series <laughs> after a year, uh, almost a two years off, and they get the full That's, speed here, yeah. and they're like, okay, you, you guys are basically the rookies. <laughs> We're gonna just, I mean, they gotta wake up at some point. Fifty to zero burger. That's not good off the blocks. No, that you you don't want to come out that way. Um, but you know you did, and now you now you just get you got to focus on the next game. I mean that's that's what it you got to have a short memory. Uh, that's what it's about. And next time you know try and put your your best plays out on the field, and um, hopefully you'll get a, a better outcome. But you know that's the way it is. If you're gonna if you're gonna play against the the toughest competition, um, you know you got to be ready to take your lumps. All right, I'm going to say this. Uh, Linda Johansson and Gabby Nobbs just were angry from that loss from week one. <laughs> and they took it out on John Kopi Spartan. They just literally just took it out offensively on them. So uh, shout out to Linda and and Gabby out there for uh, a great performance against John Kopi Spartan. So, uh, John Kopi, if you're listening, uh, it's uh, Wounded Wounds, Heal Up, and now you get Orbro, and Orbro is ready. I think this is the season for them. I think they they shown they could beat down the champs, and if they can beat down the champs again in season, I, I 
Um, to you, to your point, Mark, I don't think they're going to be scared of them at all. It, it you know, it, I mean, it just it bodes well for the you know for the season. I think just you know you're going to have competitive uh, games and you know nobody's a shoe in. So um, you know, it's, I think it's really great for the Super Series um, going down the line. Um, it's going to attract more people when you have. Uh, close competitive games like the one we just saw. All right, Mark. In the other uh, division, the not, obviously 999 in Sweden, uh, the division week three, uh, Vestura Rotors, uh, six to zero. They take down Norcopen Panthers. So Norcopen uh, goes 0 and 2 for the season. Vestura 1 and 1. Uh, uh, coming up here in this next week, it's going to be. Um, Norcopen uh, Panthers taking on the Mean Machines. Wow, what a, what an opening for the Mean Machines! They they did get edged. I mean, they edged uh, at the at the beginning of the first week, six to zero. Tough battle there. So now they get to face Norcopen. Uh, so Norcopen didn't play bad, just didn't play enough to win. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, everybody wants to start two and zero, you know. So uh, and Stockholm's in that uh, enviable position. And um, it looks, you know, they have a winnable game, I think, ahead of them. Um, And we'll just have to see how it it rolls out. And week two in in Sweden, pretty pretty much a good action. So we'll keep tabs on it. We'll get the recaps right there from all the uh, the teams. Most of the teams do recaps. We really appreciate them doing that after the games. It's really awesome to kind of just get the rundown instead of stats and, and just numbers. Kind of gives us a little, uh, you know, recap of the game. So I really appreciate everybody in Sweden and all the teams there in Sweden. They usually do a really nice recap if, and also they upload their videos really quickly. So we really appreciate them uh, doing that because it helps us out as well and to stay in tune with their season. Oh yeah, there's nothing better than like, you know, having information at your fingertips shortly after the game, especially when you got a, uh, you know, a. Uh, a Tuesday podcast. <laughs> yeah, and it helps out a lot. You know that. It kind of gives us a nice perspective in terms of what, what we're going to chat about, too. So um, September 12th, it's going to be Queensland's Football League kickoff. It will be uh, the 030 Wolverines taking on Swell Blue Jays, and we will keep tabs week to week in terms of the action in terms of the Queensland Football League. So uh, it's going to run through November 28th. And like I said, in the Czech Republic, we'll also keep tabs on that. And Austria, as it comes up, plus Lafay and Lexfa. So a never dull moment for us, right, uh, Mark? We're always on the international scene like Hawks. Yeah, it's great, you know. And for me personally, uh, this is really the first time I'll be looking particularly closely at the Queensland Football League in the Netherlands, at, at football in Austria and the Czech Republic. So, it's uh, personally exciting for me to um, be looking ahead to these uh, to these next few months. It's going to be awesome. Um, Czech Republic kicks off September 5th, and that's going to be um, uh, Berno kicking off and trying to defend their title. Austria, I believe, will be in the middle of the September season as well. So uh, pretty awesome. We'll keep tabs on it. Thank you to all our network partners in Austria, Czech Republic, and also uh, over in the Queensland in, I mean, Netherlands in the Queens Football League. So really, really appreciate you guys collaborating with us and giving us the feedback and information. 
Also, to the uh, shout out to all the folks in Germany and the UK that supply us the information, and Sweden and Finland. Really, really appreciate it. All right, uh, Mark. Twenty twenty one, the American Football Flag Football League two hundred K Championship. The Academy wins. Uh, there's a couple names in there that we got to mention. Cassandra Bills, uh, formerly of the IWFA LFL, uh, uh, Michelle Rope. Um, you know, flag legend as well. Uh, there's just a, yep. a bunch of players in there. But uh, congratulations to them. Uh, you can get, check it out right at the Hub. Uh, 20K, not a bad weekend. Right. That's 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 a nice little uh, package. Uh, so congratulations to them. And, you know, it's, it's just great to have, um, you know, women's uh, flag really operating at a high level um, under the leadership of um, everybody at the AFFL um, and especially Adrian Smith, who's heading up the women's division. Um, great job, and uh, what a great season. And if you guys missed it, no problem. Go to the Hub. Also, if you missed it, you go to the Hub. You go to, directly to the American Flag Football League on Facebook, and you get to watch it right there courtesy of CBS Sports. Can we say that again? Courtesy of CBS Sports Network. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Amazing. We get to see it right there live. So uh, 20K, uh, good payout. A lot a lot to buy ice cream with. So it's a starting point, but it's still awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of cream sodas. <laughs> Should be good. Uh, so congratulations to the Academy, 26-0, uh, they defeated Chi uh, Blitz on CBS Sports Network. So really, really awesome. Uh, prayers uh, to everybody in the South Coast, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana. Uh, I know there's been some, you know, this Hurricane Ida has just, uh, just been horrible. And uh, everybody in Louisiana, WFA teams plus the WNFC teams over in, in the South, um, you know, prayers to you guys. Make sure you guys are safe in shelter or, you know, head north uh, to an area where there's, Obviously, not going to be the storm, but uh, you know this is just Mother Nature, and uh, this is what this is what she does sometimes, especially in the South. It's always volatile. Absolutely, you know, um, you know, best wishes and um, healing vibes, good vibrations to um, everybody who's impacted, um, whether they're down there or if they've got special people there who are facing some challenges. Um, because of uh, the hurricane um, and the flooding and stuff. And um, my best goes out to you. We're thinking of you. Yeah, it's, it's been an extreme season. Hopefully, you know, this will be – it was a Category 5 and then a Category 4, so hopefully it will dissipate to the point where, you know, get back to some normality. But uh, this is it's all, that south area is always devastating, especially Louisiana. It gets to a high rise, and there's not, there's not much you can do. There's, like, nothing there. So uh, shout out to all the WFA teams out there and prayers to everybody out there to be safe, uh, including WNFC teams over in Alabama and Mississippi as well. So um, I don't know, Mark, uh, I think that's it pretty much. Uh, Awesome interview with the talented and beautiful Tori Petri, former Detroit Lions uh, Emmy winning also uh, journalist and writer. So she's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, what a what a great guest to have. Um, you know, some a little bit outside the box of um who you normally um 
have, but, you know, someone who really belongs on this program, and, and hopefully we can um, um, see more guests from uh, out in the uh, uh, NFL world um, come visit and, and talk some football with you. Yeah, and then uh, she's a former DDA, so had to bring her on. That's right. She knows that she knows what the D- Detroit Dark Angels are, so she played two seasons with them. So uh, very impressive. Uh, she obviously knows what she's talking about, and looking forward to her new endeavors. So don't forget to follow her at Sports Tory on Twitter and also on Instagram. All right, Mark. I think that's pretty much it. Uh, thanks to Holly Custis for giving us the lowdown on College Football Week One on Holly's Corner, and we'll have Holly's Corner on for the remaining, I think, 60 days or so until she returns. She's obviously doing youth football, passions for its coaching youth football. So, you know, the Hall of Famer, busy, 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 as always. Yeah, it's um, it's great to have Holly's expertise um, on the college game, and um, we're looking forward to um, uh, hearing more about the NFL as that starts up. It's uh, We're going to have an exciting few months. Lots of content to come. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to uh, to to be on the on the uh, podcast, and uh, I really do appreciate it and enjoy it, Oscar. Yeah, no, Mark, we really uh, love you having you on, uh, and giving you, uh, your insights and your knowledge on women's tackle football. Obviously, uh, you're very very staple, and that's the reason we brought you on because. You're knowledgeable and oracle of information is what I want to call you now, the oracle of information. <laughs> um, so we want to make sure that, you know, we get everybody gets the lowdown, especially the international scene. You know how, how, how big it's grown, Mark. Uh, we thought, you know, WFA, WNFC, we live that. But, you know, it's grown. I mean, the, 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 the love, the drive, and the passion to play American football is not just in, you know, in the North American swing. It's actually global now and kind of exciting and we haven't we haven't even talked about central america we i don't know if those you know honduras and uh costa rica are going to start a season i'm pretty sure they'll they're still working on that but and then we got brazil as well so there's a lot of a lot of uh you know love for american football as well absolutely it's a it's a you know it's a growing sport around the globe and um um we're fortunate to have our little niche yeah, and it's 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 exciting to to do that. Um, you know, at some point we're going to get down to that uh a situation where we might have to do which everybody's requested of me to do, just going to have to find the time to do uh, you know, Zoom Zoom live interviews uh via our Facebook page. So, working on that right now, try to co- collaborate somebody to help us out. But that's going to be awesome to try to get, you know, it's probably 12 months out, but once we get to that level uh, we're able to try to do interviews, you know, week to week for, from some of these uh, amazing athletes that play in these international leagues. So that would be awesome to kind of finally put together. Absolutely. You know, the game's growing, and, you know, we have to grow with it. Um, so that sounds like an amazing idea. All right. Uh, Mark, uh, I, um, I think we're done pretty much. Um so if anybody hasn't gone to Monkey Knife Fight, that's all we got to say. Go to Monkey Knife Fight, sign up, $5 free play. If you're inclined for USC this weekend in Vegas, go there, use the code NJF, and then also college football contests arrive this week on Monkey Knife Fight. Plus, you're going to get MLB, uh, college football, and UFC. So, And then if you like baseball, why not? 25000 home run blast prize pool 
every Friday. Check it out right there. Go to Monkey Knife Fight, use the code NJF, and get your $5 free play up to a $100 match. So really, really awesome. All right, uh, Mark, I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for coming in. Thanks to Tori Petri for coming in. Thanks to the Hall of Famer uh, for Holly's Corner. Uh, we're missing the Salty One and the X-League Insider, Nate Ward. They should be back here next week. Uh, everybody wants to hear the Salty One, of course, because she's always salty. But uh, we'll should get them back in next week, hopefully, and they'll be back. Uh, and always fun to have Mackenzie on, of course. She's one of the fan favorites just because of the insight. So we'll check it out next week uh, for 389. So for the absent co-host and for Mark Simone and myself, Oscar Lopez saying have a great night, everybody. Don't forget to share and subscribe on Apple, iHeart, and Spotify. Have a great night, everybody. is the fastest growing daily fantasy sports site in America. You get fun, easy to play contests with cash prizes featuring your favorite players. Monkey Night Fight, daily fantasy sports for the rest of us. Sign up now and get an instant match on your first deposit up to $50. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumpaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.